0: Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Hassan Sadri, board-certified ophthalmologist and also a visionary uh, ventures co-founder and partner here in Newport Beach, California. I'm just super excited for my friend and colleague uh, to uh, join us. Um, for those of you who don't know him, he's going to you know talk a little bit more about himself, but you know, I've gotten to know him for the last, gosh, 5, 10 years now. Um, and it's just been, he's not only a colleague, but a friend and um, his recent role in Cooper Vision is super exciting. But before we talk about that, I want to um, introduce to you um, his background and he's going to do a great job kind of explaining his experiences, probably one of the most comprehensive experienced uh, leaders in, in eye care. And then uh, also on a personal note, you know, I, we attended the OIS, it was just phenomenal Uh, kudos to uh, Maureen and Craig for doing such a phenomenal job. And, um, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to to do these podcasts for some time, but it's great to be back. And I'm just super excited to have my good friend, Rajiv Garg, Global Head Myopia Management Strategy here with us today from Cooper Vision. Welcome. How are you
1: doing, buddy? Thank you, thank you, Sam, for the kind introduction and really excited, really excited to be here. Thank you for OIS for having me. And, uh, you know, um, I have to say sincere gratitude to you as I, first of all, before you wanna say anything because you are the one who got me started. You know, I remember like a decade ago when I started in ophthalmology, yours was the first OR I joined. You taught me, you kind of mentored, you're an amazing person. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, yeah, I'm,
0: yeah. He, we um, for those of you who don't know, he came to the OR, we were, it was his first day on the job, I think or first week on the job. Uh, our mutual friend Jeff Castillo, who okay. is now in Aesthetics, was joined us and he came and I took him some um, interesting fall afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners of the OIS podcast, we invite you to register for the upcoming Ophthalmic Innovation Summit at SECO on March 1st in Atlanta. Join the leading ODs and industry executives to see carefully selected startup companies present therapies and development for glaucoma, dry eye, presbyopia, myopia, and retinal diseases. To register, visit www.ois.net and use promo code OISpodcast to save $100.
1: Don't miss out. Register to attend today. Well yeah, as as you said you know like uh, right now my my role is uh, at Cooper Vision as global head of myopia management uh, strategy and i've been doing this uh, for about 3 years now um, at Cooper Vision uh, but my career in in eye care is uh, like you know, 15 years or so i got started back in uh, optometry at Johnson & Johnson um and then the last uh, 10 years or so in ophthalmology uh, before joining Cooper. Uh, first, uh, uh, before this, I was a uh, head of US marketing uh, for the cataract and the refractive business at Bosh and Lomb. And uh, prior to that, the global head of marketing for uh, at Johnson & Johnson for the Iowa and the Tecnis brand for this uh, piece. And it's been an amazing journey for me. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's, there's a lot there to
0: unpack. Um... You know, with your background prior to eye care, let's before you get into eye care, what, what was what do you think it was different between what in, uh, offers in eye care as a as sort of in a leader um, versus your previous experience? What was different about it?
1: You know, eye care, it's just been uh, amazing, right? Prior to coming to eye care, um, I was with the pharmaceutical side of the business at Abbott and Merck. Um, I care an industry, you know, of course, the most important asset for a, for a human being. Uh, but it's very innovation driven. That's kind of been my theme of my 15 years, where like innovation gets paid for, you know, whether I was at uh, Vistacon doing the drug delivery contact lenses, just new category, or at, you know, j or Abbott, like, you know, drive. The innovation is just team and engine, building categories, and driving innovation. That's kind of been my biggest, biggest, you know, excitement in this whole field. And second big one is just you guys, am I right? the community, the medical professional community is just so amazing. I mean, you look at any other medical field, right? It's just so difficult. You have such a good partners with the industry, you know, collaborative and working in driving the, the patient outcomes from that perspective. So those two of, you know, if I have to pick out has been the major theme for me, just step, step, stands out for ophthalmology. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Most of the, our colleagues and friends who join ophthalmology um, tell tell me the exact same, almost verbatim. They said, it's, once you go into eye, eye care, you can never leave eye care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so So those are, and I think it's because it's collegial and I think it is, there's a lot of innovation cycles. I also think the other reason is probably because the doctors that gravitate towards this field are very entrepreneurial. I think that's another, you know, they're very open, progressive. They deal with a lot of patient share billing. They're, you know, so they're used to, um, you know, patients uh, coming in for vision correction surgery, or let's say other, other things that are not, quote, insurance covered. And so there's a lot of emphasis on how do we get better at that, better IOLs, better lasers, et cetera. So culturally, I think to your point, there's a lot of emphasis. So, but I want to unpack your career because I think, you know, you get pharma, you get the MBA, now you're back and you're doing med device and you've got, you work for a big corporate, um, and you know, and surgical. Tell me about that. How how is that? Give me some highlights of that as far as your career goes, as far as you know what you've learned. What were some key points you thought you took away from each of those roles? BNL, Johnson Johnson, and that Cooper.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, you know, prior to coming into eye care, as you said, like you know, my my career was more on the R and D side of the business. i right. I was pharmaceutical at at Abbott and Merck, um, and then I got my MBA and moved into this uh, area of eye uh, care. Just and never left from that perspective, as as we said, for all the reasons. Um, I think, you know, each role kind of has built onto uh, one another uh, for, uh, you know, at uh, Johnson & Johnson or, you know, former AMO acquired by Johnson & Johnson. It's really like, you know, great innovation that we drove in the premium Iowa space, helping build the category, how important that is. You know, it's a, very, very strong brand marketing company, but it's also extremely, extremely um, talented R and D, as you've, you've seen there from that perspective. So that really ingrained in me, like you know, the importance of innovation in driving the market and working with with the with the customer being customer centric. So I think as you recall, like you know, we used to partner how do you how do you build a premium IOL category? I mean this is real benefit for patient, real benefit for customer, real benefit for you know the eye care professionals as well. Yeah. And um, at, at BNL, like building on there was like you know really B N L was a more of a rebuilding uh, opportunity uh, from there as you know BNL has been going through a lot of uh a lot of ups and downs, they were, they were really in a turnaround situation, uh, but they had some uh, key things. But the theme didn't change. The theme didn't change. Um, and coming from ophthalmology into now where my role is in optometry, or it's a kind of a, a partnership between ophthalmology and optometry, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, it's the same. You know, we are uh, driving the innovation in myopia uh, with uh, all the evidence-based product. But uh, it's about building that category, the myopia category. It's uh, very similar uh, and analogous to what what's happens there and driving the innovation from that perspective. Um, so that's, that's, that's just a common theme that kind of binds my career and also the experiences I've learned from each other as well. That's terrific.
0: I think, so, you know, there's a lot more and I, I can bring you back and talk more about, there's a lot of people that, that probably watch this um, and you know from their career and like to learn more um and you know you're so open and transparent which is great but i'd love to at some point bring you back and talk more about your um sort of a little bit more as far as like how that the skill sets you've learned navigate help you navigate in your career especially big pharma big surgical a lot of politics you know as you know um so there's, and they don't teach you this stuff in B school, right? They don't teach you this this stuff in school. But it's all
1: <laughs> full it's, of hard. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, they don't they don't do that. You know, uh, we had our dean of Princeton here in Orange County, and I was having like no evening with him, and was like, hey, if I were to come back, and this is what one thing I like you guys to learn and teach your students is how do you survive in the corporate world? Yeah, it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. Um, yeah. uh,
0: so let's talk about now what. You and I have in the last two years, three years now, your new role and uh, what you're bringing to the table. Um, why do you think they brought Rajiv Gargan to Cooper? Why, what is your skill set? Where's the company
1: going? What are you excited about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Cooper Vision you know, has been at the forefront of, of myopia management. They've been, they've been leading in this space uh, for, gosh, a long time we have probably the most comprehensive uh, portfolio of um, my management products starting with the my site which uh, is the only fda and NMPA approved product uh, which uh, has strong clinical evidence uh, and then they have you know whole portfolio of ortho care lenses uh, as well um, the reason they brought me in was you know like really they wanted to they wanted to really commit behind this space. They, you know, had acquired so many companies. And in my current role, I'm responsible for market development, acquisitions, joint ventures, and licensing as well. Where uh, they wanted to see, okay, how how do we become the leader in this space? Where do we where do we take this category? Not just so much to drive today uh, the portfolio we have uh, from uh, and we just acquired um, a myopia management spectacle company. For child as you know, uh, spectacles is the most common modality of uh, vision correction. So that uh, we are you know, in the process of commercializing it uh, with our joint venture uh, partner, SLO uh, Luxottica from that. Uh, so, and I think then uh, the second part is like this really categories, you know, and I'm proud of Cooper Vision investing in that is you know, education and training and building the category as we talked about. Uh, so my experiences in ophthalmology and building that category or uh, something that you know I could bring to the table uh, for there as well So you know Coopervision is really going after that in, in teaching educating eye care professionals providing them the tools like we did in you know the 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 premium eye is you know very very similar uh, approach there uh, for that piece as well. So I think that's some of the the things uh where uh you know Coopervision is, where, of course, where they're, we're there, you know, full comprehensive portfolio, uh, very evidence-based portfolio, uh, and also like investing in raising the consumer awareness piece. As you know, it's so important for consumer like patients and, and child to be aware, uh, very similar to my role there in the in the previous uh, uh, J and J and P&L, that we are we're dedicated. It's it's very critical uh, that we, we drive that awareness as well. Um, so that's that's kind of some of the things uh, that's going on at Cooper and kind of ha- how we're kind of looking at uh, going forward.
0: So that's that's terrific. I, you know, and and you know, you see the latest data on patho- pathologic myopia, especially OUS, and it's staggering, right? The number of children. And specifically in China, um, you know, there's, you know, some reports up to eight to nine times the amount of myopia um, compared to the rest of the world. And this modernization, you know, um, do you feel that um, the, even with what, all the stuff you're doing, do you think we're going to make a sort of dent in this? What, where do we go with this? I mean, the demographics are just staggering. Cost is always a barrier of entry for people. How do we how do we reconcile that? What what's what's the companies and, and really as an ecosystem as a whole, yeah. what are they, some thoughts on on how do you how do you sort of do populational sort of support for these for the kids?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. All right. So uh, the in the east or East Asia, China, like the problem of myopia. Uh, at epidemic levels has been recognized. It's like now, as we see the increasing prevalence and severity of of myopia worldwide, uh, that's starting to to really evolve and change the views of eye care professionals. I think um, it's pretty well established, right? The impact that myopia has. And I think having that um, evidence to show that like really the long-term impact of this is very severe every diopter increase in myopia increases the risk of retinal detachment, glaucoma, cataract, that's kind of out there. Um, the products are out there, as I said, like oh, Cooper has a comprehensive portfolio. There are other companies who are coming into the marketplace, but the penetration is still very low. I, mean, yeah. I think that's the key. And right? the penetration is low and the, I think the barrier you look at it is from all aspects. So, it, you know, in terms of uh, whether the ECP, whether it's your practice, whether it's the patient awareness from there. So we, we kind of look at, okay, how do we drive that patient awareness uh, piece? It's very important uh, to do that. Uh, and not just do it ourselves. We also try to do it in partnership with other organizations. The GMAC we talked about at the OIS panel uh, for perspective. Right? It's an organization which is very unique. It didn't exist on the ophthalmology side. It's trying to bring all the industry together and drive consumer awareness. For the ECP, right? for a busy ECP, it takes a chair time because you probably heard this you know, similar thing from uh, uh, places. So, but they have to prioritize it, right? They have to prioritize the importance of myopia. They have to take the onus on educating the parents and patients uh, for the importance of myopia and for the practice it's it's very challenging you know they, you know it's it's challenging to how do i get started what do i do what's the protocol how do i talk to the patient about the cost you know the same barriers that you've kind of heard in the in the past uh, from there are there uh, it's in this myopia categories which we need to overcome and and that's what we kind of drive you know wco which has kind of recognized that it's this laid out as um that this should be a standard of care um you know around three pillars they talk about, mitigation, measurements, and control. And there, uh, I, I would encourage you know everyone, to, all the listeners here, go on the WCO website and do take the pledge. There are over 26,000 ECPs who have taken the pledge uh, for uh, making myopia management as a partnership. So that's kind of what I would see as a barriers uh, from every aspect, it's very similar. Products are out there these companies are out there, reach out to companies like Cooper Visions or whoever your partner is to help them set up. Uh, they'll they'll help you establish, they'll help you set up on this and get going from that perspective. So it's truly a partnership. And the, as you said, the whole ecosystem need to come together uh, for helping drive this. So let, let so from a therapeutic standpoint and, and tell me
0: a little bit more about your strategy. Obviously you have great products and you're doing tremendous amount of education both on consumer, but also ECP, do you see yourself partnering up with a Inovia or a Syndexit or, you know, doing a merger? What are your thoughts on that as far because the data is pretty staggering. It's not just, you know, it's multimodal treatment, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. As of now, uh, you know, we have the, we're like a you know, device company. So we have very comprehensive uh, portfolio of optical interventions. What we're really focusing behind is having very strong evidence-based product. Like my site has seven years of clinical data. I've probably not seen in medical devices, forget about contact lenses, that kind of strong data from that perspective. Uh, But as you said, I think, you know, there is a lot more innovation coming. right? So we hopefully will see, you know, these pharmaceutical, there are multiple companies that have presented at OIS uh, panels uh, who are working through that. We don't have that modality in our portfolio. Um, So that's, we welcome that. I don't know if we will or not, but that I can't say, Or, uh, but that's definitely a modality that's going to be there. And hopefully we'll see it soon with FDA-approved uh, products that the multiple companies are working through from that piece. Uh, spectacles uh, is, you know, we talked about is another technology that's, you know, hopefully we'll get FDA approvals. Uh, but beyond that too, I mean, I see, you know, a lot of other innovation that's happening in this space. You you, you saw at your meeting, you know, the uh, computer-based technologies that have been presented uh, um, in the Asia. I see red light therapy uh, being looked at from that perspective. So there is, I think, the innovation is happening. You know, we have a strong portfolio. I mean, it's hard to say at this point, like, okay, where we will uh, go with in partnering with these. Uh, we have done multiple. You know, we. Over the last four or five years, we've probably taken five or six companies, uh, but they were a lot in the, you know, still in the optical intervention space uh, from there. Uh, and beyond that, too, Asan, I, I see, you know, this is exciting. This is exciting because the innovation is happening not just on the product space, but also beyond product, too, right? Like, you know, the diagnostic companies we talked about. Uh, I know you use the word ecosystem and the diagnostic companies, uh, but also like, how the innovation in how do you actually uh, help the practices adopt faster? You know the digital tools. Uh, we just announced a partnership with arcumetra as well uh, in terms of you know helping the practices adopt better uh, from that piece. So it's happening. You know it's it's you know uh, other whole field is trying to come together, and it's really really exciting to see.
0: Absolutely, I mean absolutely, and so you know I, we could spend. Geez, another hour talking about about, uh, not just this, but other technologies. Where do you see yourself? What what are you excited about? Are you just going to focus mostly on just optical um, modalities? Are you thinking, I mean, other disease states? Can you give us whatever you're comfortable with, where the company is going? I mean, you've done done really well, obviously, um, really well. I mean, from a revenue standpoint, um, Cooper has. Where, where do you see that they're allocating an R&D? Which space are they? Are they just going to dedicate to this space or are you, are you thinking there's might, might be some other spaces that I'd be, you might be interested in?
1: Yeah. So we, we look at everything. So that's kind of my job. Like we look at, as I mentioned, like now I we, we look at everything that comes in this space from that perspective. Uh, our R&D team is extremely talented that we have a very strong pipeline and we are investing in this optical uh, intervention space uh, from that perspective. Um, Where we go, I can't comment on the future from that perspective, but I can say like okay we we're you know. um, It's good thing is like people come like Cooper Vision, they come to us from myopia management, we are the leader, if there is somebody working on the myopia space. They actually uh, reach out to us uh, rather than us reaching out to them, you know, saying, "Hey, we have this technology." Uh, you know, a lot of them presented at your OIS meetings as well. Uh, from that, um, you know, little little like the uh, side note, actually, the Sideglass Vision, the company we we uh, acquired and and doing a joint venture with Eslo. Actually, we we first met them at at OIS actually. Uh, from there. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I think we, we kind of are out there. We look at everything um, and uh, but that's where we are today. That's terrific. Um,
0: t- so, you know, we like to, at least I like to just sort of go over the, on, on the tail end of this uh, podcast, go over some people that are sort of starting their careers where you were 20, 30 years ago in eye care or not. What are some, leadership skills or some of the pearls you would give to somebody who's their sort of initial phase of their career? Um, how do you get through the challenges? How do you get through the surprises and, and what I call the T bones in your, uh, or as Bill Link, when I had him on, he says near death experiences and the companies. What do, what do you say to that? What's your thoughts on that? How do you, get, how, what, what do you lean on and how, what are some advice for young people on their careers?
1: Yeah, that's a, a Great, great question, uh, Um To think about this one, you know, one thing that has helped me is always be customer-centric. Be out there with your customer. If you know your field, get to know the area you're working in and work with passion. You know, uh, listen to the customer's need and that way you can never go wrong. Uh, from that perspective you will be able to drive the innovation in the company Uh, you will be able to talk with credibility uh, talk with honesty and transparency i mean as you said in the beginning uh, for there so i think the customer piece to me is is the main Um, the other one is focus on innovation uh, for uh, the and And put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. And innovation, I don't mean in terms of product, you know, innovating yourself is what I mean in this sense is put yourself in the uncomfortable situation. I'll tell you my personal example is, you know, I had a really good career in pharma um, with PhD from Princeton and then decided like I can do better by being, you know, in the business side or the marketing side and took the leap. You know, not many would leave their you know career after PhD and pharma and say I'm going to go to marketing and start. And I did that, and as would, I would I would never do anything again. I mean, I would this just paid off kind of something for me. And the last one and the third one I probably would say is have good mentors. You know, both inside and outside. I have really had good bosses and good mentors. Um, I there was. Karen Grantham, an HR lady at JJ, that was like instrumental in my career. You've been instrumental in mine in terms of learning there. You know, Jeff Castillo has brought me there. I mean, Cameron Round. I can go. I just think build that uh, network of mentors. Just go out there, and say, "Hey, how would you do that? Help me." And people are very willing to mentor and help from their perspective. So I think that comes to the top of my mind, uh, Asan.
0: I'm sure you're a mentor to a lot of people. You're very humble too. Um, but, and these are pearls that I think really help people navigate in their career because we all run into um, challenges and, you know, and, but I got to tell you, you know, I'm proud of you. It's, it's been great being your friend and also just working together and just your contributions to you give to eye care, especially for the needy kids that we have out there. Just wonderful. It's great to see great smart minds like yourself creating the next sort of um, therapeutic modalities uh for children and beyond so so it's just been a pleasure i'd love to have you on again um you know and OIS would love to have you on the panel um and uh, i wanted to say thank you for joining us today
1: No, thank you, thank you. It's been a great opportunity. I think, you know, it's been a pleasure to know you. Thank you for the OIS. You know, I would, you know, I'm really passionate right now what I'm doing about myopia. Uh, For that perspective, my message to the listeners there is, you know, don't wait, you know, start early, get to, you know, start practicing the clinical evidence-based myopia uh, for that perspective. And for the young, I think, as you talked about, you know, go out there. Uh, Though this space of eye care is just amazing. Absolutely.